Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. My name is Nate Anstamaso, here with Evan Knowles. And Evan steals the show this week. He talks about Yext. Yext is a company that he has been on for a while. He's got all of our friend group end on it. And we kind of get into why he thinks it's going to be the next big tech company. Good conversation. Let's do it. All right, welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. As always, my name is Nate Antifamaso in Chicago, Illinois, joined by Evan Knowles down in Lexington. How you doing, man? Doing well. Uh, did you watch the Kentucky game yesterday? Yep, I did. Um, it's what I expected, so I wasn't too disappointed. But extremely disheartened. Yeah. I just I can I spent the entire week just convincing myself that we were going to win. Like after the game last Saturday, when we barely beat Missouri, I was like, "We're not going to do well against Georgia." And then every single day leading up to it, I just convinced myself more and more that we had this, we had this, and I was just so let down. Yeah, I mean that was the first. I mean Florida was was probably the second best team we've played all season, but Georgia's just a whole whole other deal. Yeah, and there, but <laughs> this shouldn't be like a, a positive for me, but I'm actually happy of the fact that they're probably gonna perform just like we did against Bama in a couple weeks down in Atlanta. I don't know what you're talking about. They they won the SEC East. <laughs> so they get to play the winner of the SEC West, which is Alabama in Atlanta. Okay, got it. Yeah, you think Georgia is going to play similar to how they played us? I think Georgia is going to look like us against Alabama. Georgia is going to look like we look against them against Alabama. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes more sense. Thank you. I made a lot of assumptions when I just said that first statement. My apologies. Yeah, you did. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, but Alabama, I don't know if they're going to lose all season. No, they're yeah, they're still undefeated. They killed LSU, who was probably their biggest opponent on the schedule. So we'll see how they do in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's just unfair. I don't know if there's ever been a a program as successful as Alabama has been in in college sports. I don't know. That's just wild. 2015 Kentucky basketball? (laughs) It's more consistent, though. Alabama's just like every year. They are more consistent. I think – they're the best analogy for kind of the, the blue blood program that Kentucky basketball is in football, but they're even more so. It's, yeah, you know, in recent history, it's just every year. We should just start a sports podcast. Let's just completely change everything that we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So interesting. What's the sports talk? What do you think of the, uh, the World Series? How'd that go? I didn't watch a single game. Did I. <laughs> I really don't watch sports besides Kentucky. Yeah. Me neither. That's a bad idea. All right. We just stick to tech. All right. So let's talk about tech then. Um, Yext. You went to the uh, the Yext conference. I think you've mentioned it on the podcast before. I might have. I, I think so. Um, but, yeah, so I, I flew to New York uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, so Yext, who will be the topic of this uh, discussion today, I'll, I'll explain who they are. But, um, you know, they're a tech company I've been following very closely 
you know, I think what they're building is, you know, going to be an important part of uh, the internet going forward, mm-hmm. um, an important part of the world in general. Um, so I've been following them pretty closely. They're, you know, relative to what they're going to be a really small company right now. They're uh, worth close to $2 billion, which, you know, in most people's eyes is a huge company, but when it comes to technology, it's really not. Uh, you can um, that to Google or an Apple. It's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. Even, um, even Lyft or Uber. Yeah, and, and they went public, you know, not too long ago. And you know, one of my biggest hobbies is investing in in companies like that. So, they're one of the companies that I invest the most in, and I follow them really closely, and just really love what they're doing. So, I, I flew to New York and went to their uh, tech conference, which was centered around um, artificial intelligence and uh, this idea of digital knowledge management, which I'll get into further. Um, as we get along in this podcast. What was the conference called? Doesn't it have like a fun name? Yeah, it's called Onward. Onward, yeah. 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 So you, I remember you first brought up Yext to me, I think it was in like March of this year. Uh, so coming up on almost a year. And uh, it got to the point where he would talk about it so much that we would just make fun of you. Yeah. And whenever we would say yes to each other, instead we said Yext. And honestly, I've just started to hear yes whenever I hear the word yes. And so every time somebody says yes, I think of the company. So that, that's like a Pavlovian response right there. <laughs> Something positive, just yes. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, get into, I'll, I mean, I'll let you kind of lead this year because you're, you've done so much more research and you actually wrote uh, an article about it, which you should plug for sure. Um, but just kind of get into what they do on a, on a large scale and, I guess let's just say the reason we're we're even doing this episode um, is just because Evan has has a few companies that he really likes looking into, and he, he's really he's long on them. He's long on Yex, and he's really excited about their future. And so we kind of want to highlight some of that that thought that he does. Um, I think it would be a shame if we didn't use this platform to do that. Um, so the first yeah. Yex, I think that's a perfect first one. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's. Definitely one of the companies I know the most about just because I follow, um, you know, any any publication that they release information on. I, I follow them pretty closely, um, whether it's, you know, their podcast, uh, their social accounts. Um, of course, I went to their conference. So anything they do, I really keep close tabs on because, um, you know, anytime there's a technology company that's really innovating, they're going to be releasing products all the time. And they're going to be, you know, saying things that, you know, haven't existed to this point, which is um, Yex product is first of its kind. It's really innovative and it's really important to what's going to be um, the tech space, you know, the next 20 years. Um, and so I follow them really closely for that exact reason. But essentially what Yex is building is um, it's called digital knowledge management. So the whole uh, idea of this is um, it allows companies to um, input and identify, manage, curate, and track all of their digital knowledge uh, across the entire internet. Um, and so the analogy uh, or the example I like to use is, um, you know, Wendy's or McDonald's. So Wendy's and McDonald's have, you know, thousands and thousands of locations, uh, physical locations for their restaurants around the world. Um, and each one of those restaurants has um, digital knowledge or data uh, that they need to keep updated and consistent across the internet. And so that's, you know, thousands and thousands of restaurants that they're manually having to put in data, um, whether it be location, phone number, uh, staff, 
um, you know, hours, things like that, that, that change actually more often than you would think. Um, and so each one of those locations having to manually put all that in and update it, um, you know, themselves um, up until this point. But what Yext has come along and built is this one solution, this one platform where McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever business it might be that has data can put all their data into Yext in kind of this knowledge graph. Um, and then all of that data gets pushed out across the entire internet. And so why is that important? Because you know, before the, the business's website was where you found all the information about it, all the data you needed to know about a company, you went to their, to their website. But the fact is the majority of people um, you know, are not going to a company's website anymore. They're uh, going to Google Maps, Apple Maps, they're going to Yelp, they're going to Facebook or Instagram. Um, and so what's happened is all this data uh, is being spread across the internet. And because of that, companies don't have control over it anymore. Um, a company can't go into Yelp um, necessarily. It's not easy and just change their data. They can't go into Google Maps and just magically change their data. So Yex has come along and built this platform that makes it easy, almost real time, um, and, it, and it tracks all the analytics. And it's just this really holistic um, cloud solution for um, you know, this idea of digital knowledge management. And it's going to be huge. Um, you know, as we continue to talk about it, um, you know, I'm sure we'll, there'll be a few points where we'll be like, wow, um, this really makes, you know, a ton of sense and um, it clicks because, again, it's just one of those products that hasn't existed. Um, it has never been really talked about um, until Yex has come along. Um, and, and so they're really trailblazing, which is really cool. I think one uh, one piece that kind of relates to that that's super interesting for me. Um, obviously, you want to know the the hours that a McDonald's is open, and you want to know the correct address, and maybe the location moves, and you want to know that. That's all very obvious stuff, and it's good to have easily. Um, but as the world becomes more and more interconnected, and we have IoT, and we we have the expectation to have more data, what if you could put in um, the exact number of employees that are at a location um, every hour that the location is open. You could put in the exact amount of foot traffic that's coming in and out of the door. Um, with data like that, you could calculate wait times. You could calculate um, quality of service even in, in platforms that may not might not even exist yet, like maybe an autonomous car platform or a new food on demand platform, all these things could use all of this data to make smart decisions about when to order, how to order, um, stuff like that. That's all only surrounding a restaurant and there's a million more use cases. Yeah, absolutely. And if you think about, you know, artificial intelligence and the on demand economy and, 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 you know, autonomous cars are three of the biggest tech trends in the entire world. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're not going to stop. They're just now in their infancy. Um, and all of those are going to be dependent on structured data. They're going to be yeah. dependent on, you know, accurate real-time data. And the only way um, that, that businesses are going to be able to do that at scale across the Internet, the only solution for that right now is Yext. Um, so that puts Yext in a very unique position. And when it comes to, um, you know, artificial intelligence, which is arguably going to be the biggest technological movement ever, and it's going to completely change how you know we interact with the world. Um, Yex is going to be essential to that. Um, and so, when I wrote my article, I titled it um, "Building the Internet's Brain," which I think is what Yex is doing um, with their product. They're building a gigantic brain. Um, and so, when you um, think about this, uh, consider 
you ask Siri or Alexa a question. Um, Alexa uh, doesn't have the answers. She's just how you interact with artificial intelligence. Um, you know, Amazon has this, uh, you know, proprietary algorithm that scrapes the internet and looks mm -hmm. for the answers. Uh, but the problem with that is uh, it does, it's not always going to be accurate. So uh, when you ask Alexa something, again, it's scraping the internet. It's not getting a direct answer uh, from the internet. And a lot of times it's wrong nowadays. Exactly. Um, because, because it's scraping so many different sources, that algorithm is not going to be correct um, all the time. Actually, most of the time it's going to be inaccurate. Um, and so the reason that Nex is so important is because now when you ask Alexa a question um, and you're asking a question about uh, a client of Yex, maybe it's McDonald's or maybe it's Wendy's, and you say, um, Alexa, how many calories are in my hamburger from Wendy's? Alexa is going to know the answer because Wendy's put that answer into the internet using Yex. Um, and so it now has knowledge versus um, this algorithm that goes out and just searches for it. And so when you think of artificial intelligence, there's you know the user experience, there's a user interface, which is how you interact with it, which is the voice. And then there's the artificial intelligence, the AI, which is the algorithms that I keep speaking about. But until this point, there's never been knowledge. There's never been any way for, um, you know, to get a direct answer and have it be correct every single time consistently. Um, and that's what Yex is building is uh, they're building the knowledge graph of the entire, you know, they're doing it for, for the Internet. Um, and now Google and, and Amazon and Microsoft have had, uh, you know, knowledge graphs, but they're never been, uh, you know, completely controlled by the business that's inputting the data. And so that's the big shift here is uh, Yex is allowing, you know, businesses and people to input structured data um, and have it be the tr source of truth. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really important. I think, so how, how would, just to kind of clarify things a little bit, how would the, the Yex platform differ from just a giant database? I mean, is that what it is? It's a database that the companies can edit or... Does it yeah. go further than that? Well, I mean, it definitely goes farther than that. But, um, you know, at a very simple level, that's what it is, is they've built this platform. <coughs> <You okay? laughs> Sorry, I took a drink, took a drink of my, uh, my green smoothie and some of the stuff got stuck in my throat. Uh, I'm going to leave this in. You should. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's very, you know, very sim simply that's what they're building is this you know, really organized database where the people are inputting, you know, company data, uh, mm -hmm. data related to location, uh, the people in their business, their inventory, uh, their brand assets, whether it be pictures or uh, sound clips, whatever it might be. Um, it's really just a, a database. So uh, it's a centralized database, and then they push it out uh, to relevant uh, sources where people find it, publishers. Yeah. And I mean, beyond restaurants and open times and things like that, I mean, you can imagine any piece of data for any company um, that's going to be needed in the future. I mean, I, I really want to touch on uh, and really just stress the the autonomous cars um, scenario, because, you know, we're going to have these these machines that are just driving us around and, and taking us places. And um, when there's up to the second data about companies, about roads and maintenance and, and everything, you know, every piece of information that such a, a complex computer is going to need um, when it's structured and easily available, we're going to be able to, to operate that much more efficiently. 
Um, same thing with AI when we're interacting with whatever platform it is that is going out and making decisions and doing work for us. You needed to have the best facts and the best data to do that work for you. Um, yeah. There's just countless use cases. And that was something that took me a while to get um, when you first told me about Yext. Yeah, it's it's infinite. It's truly infinite because um, what will happen is right now the best brands are the ones that have the most recognizable um you know, it takes a lot of time to build up a mm-hmm. great brand. It takes a lot of time to, you know, design the logo, design, um, you know, the brand voice and design the experience. It takes a lot of time to develop a brand. But what we're going to start seeing is brands are going to really be dependent on the, the customer experience. The customer experience is what a brand um, has always been and what it will continue to be. But that experience is going to revolve around um, data. Uh, the most important thing is going to be data. Uh, data will become, you know, a currency. The structured idea of structured data. Whatever company has the most facts that are sourced and you know put into the internet is going to be the biggest and most valuable um, brand. Um, at least when it comes to you know consumer facing, um, you know, brands that um, you know are providing these experiences, whether it be a restaurant um, or a shopping mall. Um, or a healthcare company, the ones that are going to be performing the best are the ones that have the most data. Because, for example, um, you know, I, you know, one of the things that that Yex mentions often, and people are talking about, is you know, the hotel, the hotel and the hospitality industry. Um, you know, people are no longer searching for, uh, you know, name brands. They're no longer searching for, you know, simple searches when it comes to hotels. They're asking the internet. They're saying, "I want a hotel that has a hot tub, uh, two, uh, you know, queen beds." And uh, you know what? Free Wi-Fi and and breakfast. And they mention all those things in the same search. Um, and until now, until you know, Yikes comes along, those internet, those those hospitality companies and those hotels, they can't you know directly respond to that answer. It's just going to be left up to Google. Um, but now, it, you know, for instance, you know, Marriott is a client of Yex. So when you ask that question, and the nearest Marriott happens to check all those boxes then that's going to be the first answer given to you. And you're probably going to go to that hotel because your user experience led you directly simply to Marriott because you asked those specific details and, you know, Marriott put those specific details into the internet. And so examples, example. yeah, examples like that are how you can really see the, the true business impact of these companies yeah. that are using the platform. Especially as we move more towards voice. Cause you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, actually 20% of the internet curies curies, I can't say that word, yeah, queries. Queries uh, on Google mm. or voice. That's that's one in five. You know, Wait, you know, really? Right now? Yes. Twenty percent of Google yes. searches come through voice. Yes. yes. Uh, and so that's voice is just one of those things that's, that's growing so quickly. I find that hard to believe, honestly. That's why. Yes. Look it up right now as we're talking. But um, you know, when you ask Google something like that and it's voice, um, she's either going to say it directly into your ear. Or she's going to pull up a web page. You know, she's going to pull up some kind of card, um, and you're no longer searching for those things. And so that's really important for Marriott to have those answers in there, so that when you ask that question through voice, it just shows you a page of Marriott, or it shows you the search result with Marriott at the top, or it just says, "Hey, Marriott is the closest one." Uh, and so that's why you know inputting this structured data is so important right now. Yeah, 
Do you know of any examples of businesses and like real numbers of like the business impact of using the platform or, or anything? Yeah. Like that? Let's go back to that autonomous car example. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, Simon Property Group is one of the biggest, uh, you know, I guess, entertainment, uh, shopping, dining. They're one of the biggest, um, you know, real estate companies in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that they use Yext for is inputting Uber pickup locations. And so when you think of autonomous cars, um, you really don't think about this. It's not one of the first things that come to your mind, but it makes so much sense is these businesses are going to want to designate a place where people get dropped off and picked up or else it's going to be chaos. Um, and then everybody experiences that when you call an Uber or when you put an Uber um, location end to where you want to go, you want that Uber to drop you off in the most convenient place or pick you up in the most convenient place. And so what Yex has built as part of the solution is Uber pickup and drop off, drop off points. Um, and so with, with this property group, because of Yex, um, they see, uh, you know, Uber click through, uh, go up to about 800 per day. Um, and they're inputting the exact drop off and pickup locations um, through Yex. And that's really important because when you get to a mall, you want to be dropped off, you know, in front of the store you want to go to or, um, the restaurant you want to go to, you don't want to have to walk through the entire property to find that. Um, and so now, you know, the Simon property group can just input these data points and these locations into Yext and then whatever, whatever service you use, Uber, Lyft, um, you know, Waymo is going to be a big, you know, all these other services, whether it's Google maps, Apple maps, you want to go to the right spot. Um, and so that's an example of, you know, a piece of data and some results um, that, you know, Yex is tracking, you know, 800 clicks per day through Uber uh, is, is a lot that um, you know, Yex is tracking. To, to get people to go to the property and yes, to the right exactly. location, exactly. which then, I mean, the I guess you can't really track this right now, but theoretically they get about 800 people there per day because it's easy to get there. And then X number of those people convert to sale and yeah. they're making so, real money because it's easier to get people there because the data is structured in that way. Yeah. So imagine the, the customer journey there. So, so now all the customer has to say is, um, you know, Hey Siri, take me to, um, you know, the, the local, the mall, take me to the mall because they, you know, this group owns a ton of malls. Um, and so, um, you know, Siri will know exactly where to take the, that consumer and drop them off. Whereas before the consumer would have to get on Google they have to type in the mall's name. They'll have to get the address. They'll have to put the address in Uber. They're going to have to drop the pin where they want to go. And then they're going to have to get there. And then they might not even drop the pin in the right spot. And they're going to have to walk around the entire mall to get to the right yeah, location. They, or, or they might drop it in the right spot and the driver drops them off at the other door on the other yeah, side exactly. of the mall. Now all that person has to do is say, hey, you know, Siri, take me to the mall. And because Yex has all these data points already uh, sourced and already inputted, it's just the experience is streamlined, 100. Mm-hmm. Um, percent so that's that's an example of you know why these companies are using X. Yeah, one uh, kind of switching gears a little bit. One piece that you touch on in the in the blog that I think is really cool is just the team that's doing this. Um, it's in addition to being a product that's clearly impactful. It seems like the team is going to be clearly successful just because of past experience that they have. Yeah. So whenever I look into companies, you know, I do a lot of, you know, I do long-term investing. Um, you know, I love to, I definitely love to trade and then bet on companies and, 
guess which one's going to have the best earnings. But when it comes to my, my portfolio, the most, most of my money is in really long-term bets. And when I look at these, these companies that I'm taking these long-term bets on, one of the most important things you have to look at is the, is the team. Because if the team is not um, you know, previously successful, they don't have a lot of experience or um, you know, they don't um, have um, the right people in place, then you don't want to bet on that company. And so that's something I really looked at with Yax and I was just blown away. Um, I truly have never seen a company this strong. Um, most of the company, it seems, uh, has come from Salesforce. And so the best example of a company that is similar to Yax that has existed previously is Salesforce. Salesforce was the first really successful cloud-based uh, platform, true platform that uh, you know almost you know all kinds of companies use. It's a hundred billion dollar company, and it's because it's a platform that has um, you know a ton of impact on how a business runs. And so Yex is the most similar company that I can think of um, to uh, something of a Salesforce, similar similar product. Um, you know, it's a platform, and so. Most of their, you know, executive team, it seems, is from Salesforce. So, um, for example, uh, the chief financial officer uh, was, was from Salesforce. He uh, helped take the company public, uh, and he's been a part of some of the most successful tech companies uh, to ever exist. Um, so a few, you know, I mentioned Salesforce. Um, he's been a part of you know, Silicon Graphics, which is a very high-performance computer manufacturer. Um, he was part of... HP, right out of college, Pandora, um, Exactly, which was uh, acquired by uh, Vista Equity Partners, actually invested in Exactly after their IPO'd, um, D-Wave Systems, which make quantum computers, um, and he's always been, you know, a CFO um, in, in all of these roles, and so he's been through and taken several companies public, and now he's with Yext. Um, so he's just, uh, you know, has this amazing resume and he chose to be a yex and who is the ceo is he at salesforce too howard lerman no so yeah i was gonna get to him yeah um but that guy um is i'm trying to think of an adjective for him um (laughs) did you see him speak at the conference yeah 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 uh he's he's so what makes what sticks out to me the most with this guy is his communication skills Mm -hmm. um you know most uh, CEOs, they have to be somewhat good at communicating. They have to be able to stand in front of a crowd, communicate what the product is, and get people around the product. But uh, this guy just takes it to a whole new level. Um, communication obviously comes very easy to him, but he he, t- he takes it to a whole new level to the point that uh, you know the whole onward product, um, the initial keynote, which is all about the product and the new releases, it was a Broadway play. Um, and so he literally had people from Hamilton, the Broadway actors from Hamilton, you know, create this skit around the company. And in between these skits, that's when they release their products. So it was like you're watching a play and uh, in the, during like commercial breaks or whatever you want to call it, the, uh, what do they call, you know, in the middle of a play? The intermissions. The intermissions. Yeah. That's when they released the product. This was the one you were at? Yeah. Really? He loves, and what he's doing is he's taking the culture of New York and he's implanting it into, you know, his product releases in his company. Yeah. Uh, he's really giving his company the New York identity, which is really special. Um, but this guy is clearly a genius. Um, he started coding, uh, you know, at a very young age. I think it was around the age of seven. Um, he went through this amazing high school um, in 
uh, let's see what it's called. Is uh, this the Thomas first Jefferson? Company? Uh, no, this is definitely not his first company. Okay. Um, he went to the Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, which is a really well-known technology school. Yeah, I feel like uh, I and, and then the COO um, actually went there together. Um, and so they founded several companies together. Um, and this is not you know, his first company. Um, but this will be his, his biggest, maybe his only company, because he said multiple times that he wants to build Yex into the next big next mm-hmm. big thing, which I think he's well on his way. But in the article, what I did was I compared him to Steve Jobs, because I truly, when I say this guy is a communication um, expert and a genius, he, you can just tell by looking at him and the way he talks to people. Um, and when he talks, he looks like he's in another, another zone. Um, and, I, and I compared him to Steve Jobs because he's just, that's what Steve Jobs did. When he communicated about his, his when he communicated about Apple and he communicated about his products, you could just see that he, um, you know, was, was you know, so, so genius and so well adept at communicating that idea. Um, and that's what I see in this, in this guy named Howard Lerman, uh, who's the CEO. That's cool. So, so you mentioned those two. Are there any, is there anyone else from Salesforce, I guess, or just anyone else with like a, great background and then do you know how they got together like it seems like a star said lineup yeah um so as far as how they got together uh, i think it was truly you know howard lerman and and the coo and his, his co-founder um you know he's the coo his name's tom dixon and and some of the others um you know they they came together and built this product um, which was originally intended for gems um and then they they're really taking a shot at, at Yellow Pages, um, and it really just kind of adapted into what it is now and became this huge product. Uh, but from what I can tell is, you know, they just built this awesome product and they got this talent because of what the product, um, you know, vision was and what it was going to become. Mm-hmm. So another example of somebody they got from Salesforce um, is their CRO, so their chief revenue officer, who's in charge of, you know, all their sales and, you know, getting all these clients onto the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, his name's Jim Steele. Um, so very similar to the CFO I was speaking about earlier. Um, this guy started his career in, in the tech space at IBM, uh, went from there to a company that got acquired by SAP, which is called Ariba. Um, and then from there, he went he went to Salesforce. He was a chief customer officer at Salesforce. Um, and to be the chief customer officer at, um, you know, a, a customer relationship management platform mm-hmm. uh, is a big deal. Um, so he was in charge of, uh, you know, that whole, side of that business, which was what the business was founded on. Um, And he did that for 12 years. Um, And then he went to a company called Inside Sales, uh, which did, you know, sales acceleration uh, powered by AI. And then he went from there to Yext. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's another example of a guy who has this whole background. He could work for anybody in the entire world, could probably start his own company um, and create a lot of success for himself. But he chose to go to Yext. Um, and then the final example I'll give is I'm actually one of the younger guys on the team. Um, his name's Mark uh, Farentino, and he's the chief strategy officer. Um, and he was actually the chief technical architect at Salesforce uh, for a period oh, of really? time, which is a you know, huge, huge role. Um, and he's a, definitely a visionary. Uh, I think he's uh, a visionary because, you know, when you look at what his uh, you know resume is, he's an advisor for a lot of, uh, tech startups and several of them have been acquired mm-hmm. um, and he, he's got maybe six companies on his LinkedIn that he's advising. So it just shows he has this vast knowledge in technology and systems and, um, you know, startups. Uh, and so now he's at Yex. He's been there 
uh, for going on four years. Um, so I'm sure he's you know, really doing a lot for the product. Yeah. So what, I guess we should just touch on this before we wrapped up. Uh, how do they make money? <laughs> That's a big deal. Yeah. So they're a SaaS company. So they, they sell subscriptions yeah. to companies like McDonald's, Marriott, Wendy's. Um, and so these companies are paying subscription uh, based on how many locations they have. Um, so uh, I, I can't tell. Uh, I'm not sure what the exact uh, monthly uh, cost is to these companies, but they're paying uh, Yak's recurring revenue, which is really uh, the future of how business is going to be. Yeah, we, uh, we could do a whole episode just on that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and so, you know, Wendy's is paying per location. You know, if you extrapolate that out, multiply it by how many locations they have. Yeah, they're signing you know huge contracts, and it's recurring revenue. Um, so that's how they make money, um, and that's really important because the whole idea of SaaS is uh, because you have this recurring revenue. Um, it's no longer about just selling your product to these companies and, and leaving them alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you know, what Yex is doing and what every SaaS company has to do is they're um, you know signing these companies on for a long term relationship. So yeah. what that means is their product is never finished. Mm-hmm. They're always going to be iterating on it. They're always going to be adding new features. Um, they're always going to be making an experience for, you know, Wendy's and Marriott and McDonald's better. Um, and so that's why the product is, you know, adapted so quickly and had so much success, uh, much like, you know, that of Netflix or Salesforce. Um, and so that's really important. So when I look at companies um, and think about investing in them, one of the big things that I'm looking at is, are they a SaaS company? Now, it's definitely not one of the things that I, um, you know, require, but it's something that's important because, you know, SaaS companies grow. I think it's nine times faster than companies that aren't SaaS. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Just because they have the money continually coming in the door. Yeah. So imagine iterate more quickly. Yeah. So imagine um, it's it's the it's it's November, just like it is now, um, and you're having to make decisions uh, for your company, uh, but you know next year you're going to make. Um, two hundred million dollars because that's how much you currently have booked as recurring revenue, annual recurring revenue. And so, what you're going to do is you're going to look at that two hundred million dollars and say, okay, um, this is pretty much guaranteed business that we have coming next year. Let's allocate some portion of that to either marketing or improving the product mm-hmm. because you just know that's coming. So that's why you know SaaS models are, are so successful is because of that recurring revenue model. So what do you see as the future? I guess to kind of wrap it up, like where does UX go from here? Because so far in our conversation, I guess it seems like it's just sitting there waiting for autonomous cars, waiting for AI. But where does it go? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be riding a lot of those trends that we had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what it's going to become is, you know, this whole idea of, you know, I, I titled the article this, but it's the brain of the Internet. Um, what's been missing in artificial intelligence is, you know, connecting different data, um, data points. Um, so it's, what, what it's going to become is uh, this giant um, brain. This, they're going to they're call it the Yex Knowledge Engine. Um, it's going to be this centralized database um, that really controls the flow um, and the connections um, of, of data and, and, and um, you know, experiences across the Internet. So uh, as you as we've been talking, you know, all these businesses, all these people, all these different entities are going to put in data into Yex and they're going to push it across the Internet. Now, that doesn't sound important, but what whatever's in the middle of that data is 
um, you know, priceless. That's what Yext is. Um, I do think there will be one of the biggest companies in the entire world because of the amount of structured data um, and the amount of data that they're going to be controlling the flow of. Um, and so what I think they're going to become is just this brain-like company that controls user experience um, for, for businesses. Uh, yeah. Because user experience is going to shift from, um, you know, surfing the internet to communicating and, and just talking to a company um, and just getting the answers. And that's what Yex will be. So it's it's going to be um, this this brain for the internet. That's dope. Where can people find your article? Um, so it's going to be on, it's on Medium. Um, and uh, if you just search my name uh, on Medium, uh, so Evan Knowles, uh, it should come up. Um, or you can type in uh, building the internet's brain, uh, Yext. It's a really good article. I know you have one other um, in the same series that's up there already. I'm excited to see you keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just love, uh, you know, looking into these upcoming tech companies, uh, really digging into the product and everything that surrounds it. Um, and then I, um, I love investing in them. It's like I'm uh, being rewarded for learning, uh, just looking into the next next generation's technology and investing in, and that's what um, I did with Yext.